This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany, and we are super animated today. One day when we have a Patreon, you guys are going to hear a lot of random shit before we record. Oh God, the pregame. <laughs> the pregame. No. We do sound checks. Oh God. Kaka. <laughs> It's a thing. It's a thing. Okay, well. Hi. Hi. It's episode 53, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like like father, like son. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God it's hump day. Yeah. It's hump day. (laughs) (laughs) That was so hot. That dance was so hot. (laughs) Once again, so glad you cannot see us. So yeah, it's episode 53, like father, like son. Brittany has brought us an amazing hump day treat. Yes, I had to call an audible on my original, but it's fine. We'll save that for another day. Yeah. So since this um, episode is packed full of dudes. <laughs> yeah, bruh. <laughs> I figured we'd have some uh, what my son lovingly calls man food. I'm here for it. Yeah. So... Anything that's like pizza, hot dogs, chicken wings, you know, and burr. beer. Well, he's four, so we, he doesn't know okay, about Okay, yeah, beer. no, he doesn't know about But anything either. like that, nachos, like messy ass, you could eat All it while you're watching a football game. Yeah. Ribs. Yeah. That's man All food that. to him. Yeah. So we got some man food, and I decided to go with wings from Wingstop because they're the shit. Yes, they are. So we got garlic parmesan wings and some kind of barbecue. What is that? Hickory honey? Honey. Something. Sweet barbecue. It's good. And cheese fries because you don't order wings from Wingstop and not get cheese fries. (sighs) And they're the best. They're so good. They give you so much, though. We've both been eating on these, and there's the tiniest of dents in the box. Yeah. But we're going to try. It's fine. Thank God we're we committed. got something to wash it down with. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped by my, I guess my new favorite liquor store. I think so. You're a regular now. My my little Highland liquor store and got some Great Raft beer for us. The Life Itself Vanilla Peach Ghost. I think I say that right. I don't know. I don't know, but I like I should have Googled it. I'm not going to Google it. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> Yeah, and if it's a potato, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite Great Raft beers. It's delicious, and the can is so pretty. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's got lilies and peaches on it. It's great. It's like perfect summer beer. Oh, no, those aren't lilies. Those are the vanilla flowers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so stupid. (laughs) I just sat here and fucking agreed with you, so... (laughs) It looks like lilies. Okay. It's fine. Everything is fine over here. Oh we are living our best lives. All day, every day. <laughs> it's fine. Are y'all convinced? Okay, so happy humping. <laughs> happy humping. Um, I'm going to move it right along. Go yeah. to Facebook and Instagram and 
Twitter if that's your thing. But um, we only post the episode photos on Instagram and Facebook. And that's just in the case cool you're on Twitter be. going, what the fuck? Just a little FYI. So do that. Yeah. All the social medias for mm-hmm. the pics and um, shenanigans. We Ooh. put pictures of last week's shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all get to see, um, you get you get to put faces to faces. We yeah. posted pics of Delena and Krista as well. So Yeah. There you go. And we were kind of cute. I thought we were really freaking cute. I'm so mad that we didn't get full outfit pics of you, though. I know. Dude, I went oh full God. on fucking tutu Friday night. Yeah, you I did. I wore a tutu. With fishnets. Because I always wear fishnets. You when do I go always out. wear fishnets, but they don't know. It's that. a thing. Oh, yeah. With fishnets. <laughs> <laughs> I wore Saturday, red fishnets Saturday. I wore red yeah, ones. Red fishnets with your black suspender skirt. That it was, was pretty so cute. cute. But I didn't take. I'm. I have an aversion to the full body photo. Well, we tried to get a group photo and it didn't function, and the show was starting, so we just said it was screw a thing. It. We gave up. It's yeah. fine though. But it turns out after us having a 21 again weekend, <laughs> we're not. We're not 21. <laughs> we're not 21. No, there's no semblance of 21 in there. One of us almost not us, but one of the group almost died. <laughs> That's a running theme with us? Yes, it is. We should probably check into that. It was really hot. There were a lot of bodies close together. So many people. So much sweat. Yeah, so much sweat. Oh, God. The makeup was not cute anymore Uh after about an hour. Well, y'all see in one of those pictures? We were shiny. We were shiny. A little bit. It wasn't cute. It's fine. So, yeah, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. want to see shenanigans, go to the Facebook page, I Instagram. I didn't use the word shenanigans. Yeah, I did. Because it's a fabulous word. Why would you not? The, I mean, that was my thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. On the same page. Good. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're on can number two. <laughs> I haven't even made it to the second one yet. Oh, I'm on can number two. I've had quite the day. But I did get to take a nap today. I'm a little jealous. It was about 45 minutes. I didn't get to take a nap. I had glorious to go. couch nap time. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Ma'am. What? In a week, you take more naps than I do in a month, so leave me alone. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm always doing shit for my kid. Cheer and dance. Oh, and my God. Back to school shopping. That's why I didn't get to take a nap today. I had to go get fucking uniform skirts. Because she only likes them. And the the only place that sells them in town is like this one store that's way on the other side of town. That's about right. Yeah. Anyways, now that we got the uh, bitches gripes and complaints section out of the way, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I was just trying to explain why I'm on beer number two. So it's fine. No one's judging you for beer number two. I'll be there shortly. Okay. Okay. That made me feel better. Okay. Good. Now I'm ready to listen to your case. A few moments later. Okay, guys. This is round two. Ding, ding. What you just heard was regular Friday night recording night. Yeah. And it all went downhill from there. (laughs) So. We didn't know it went downhill. (laughs) Until we were done. (laughs) Until we were done. Technical difficulties ensued. And here we are coming to you on a Sunday morning recording. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Coffee in hand. Yeah, so, we, we did enjoy that beer and the wings and cheese fries. We really so did. Good. They, yeah. were, they were delicious. Um, but yeah, this morning we've got coffee. Thank you, Brittany. <laughs> yeah. We made a rhino pit stop and 
I've got an iced white mocha with oat milk. And Amanda's got her matcha. Mm, I love it. Her iced matcha latte. It's so good. (laughs) And we're going to try this again. We can do this. We can do this. Mm -hmm. There's no alcohol involved. No, but we're going to be caffeinated. So (laughs) we're raw dogging it today. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Uh, I think we've done another episode sober. It was good. It was sad. (laughs) It was so sad. Uh, It's fine, though. Here we go. So, like we said, episode 53, like Mm -hmm. father, like son. Let's let's try this one more time. Trigger warning on my case. Let's just start it off with a bang. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Racism galore. My case happened amidst um, the Black Lives Matter uh, surge. And so y'all are going to recognize the name and it's going to infuriate you. And it just is what it is. And so I kept it kind of short and sweet with the facts that I could find because it's a very current case. And here we go. I'm so excited that I get to relive this anger. (laughs) (laughs) All the rage. Great. I'm doing the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. Yay. On February 23rd, 2020, Ahmaud Arbery, 25, was reportedly out for a jog in Brunswick, Georgia, when a pickup truck began to follow him. In the truck were a father and son, Gregory McMichael, 64, and Travis McMichael, 34. They were suspicious of Arbery because there had been a number of burglaries in their area. In their version of the story, they were alarmed when they witnessed Arbery, an African-American man, to be running at high speeds through their neighborhood. Okay. The McMichaels pursued Arbery in their truck, and along with another man who had to join in on the chase, Uh William Bryan, 52, blocked his escape. The McMichaels had a shotgun, and what happened in the following moments led to the tragic murder of an unarmed Ahmad Arbery. That's a lot of Uh, us. uh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here we are. So, who was Ahmad Arbery? Yes. Let's go to the notes and look at a picture. It's the most circulated one on the internet, but he looks so handsome in it. So, yes, I chose that he one. Does looks like a senior picture, maybe, probably with his big smile and bow tie. It's great. Oh my god, he is adorable. I know, so handsome. He is handsome. He's a good looking kid. Yeah, jawline, huh? Jawline, jawline. for days. Happy eyes. Happy eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> but he doesn't light up a room. <laughs> if we learned anything from listening to Ellen and Joey on Obsessed with Disappear, mm, mm, you don't want to light up a room. Don't. Don't. Don't no. say that. Don't ever say that I've lit up a room because it's a lie. It, yeah. For it, one. <laughs> and for two, <laughs> you're killing me slowly in saying that. So, um... You know, keep that to yourself. Yeah. That's like putting a hex on someone. And we all know that um, Brittany, yeah, and it's, you know, it's... retreats to the shadows of the room anyway, <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah, I'm usually poking my head out behind her. With inappropriate laughter. So much there inappropriate we are. laughter. So, Ahmad Arbery was a former star high school football player. Okay. His father said he often exercised in the area. His family described him as a good, generous young man with a big heart. At the time that he was murdered, he was living with his mom. 
He had, you know, left college and was kind of doing his own thing and trying to figure out oh, his okay. way in the world. And so he was living with mom and working on his rapping. So rapping, rapping. Yeah. What? He was working on his mixtape, bruh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. However, when he was in high school, you know, he had some some issues like a lot of us do in our younger years. I want to know his rapper name. I don't know that. We'll have to Google it. Okay. Sorry. He, while he was in high school, he received five years of probation for a first-time weapons charge, and in 2018 was convicted of probation violation for shoplifting. In 2017, a Glen County officer attempted to tase him after he denied their request to search his car at a park. Police body cam footage showed the encounter with the officers who said he was in a car in an area known for drug use. The taser malfunctioned, and he was allowed to leave on foot. These past indiscretions weren't known to the father and son duo and still aren't a valid reason to suspect an open fire on an unarmed man. What? Why the fuck did he leave on foot? I don't know. That was the only tidbit I could find about that. But why are you going to taste some dude just for sitting in his car? He wasn't doing nothing. He wasn't doing anything. Like, and one of the articles that I read said that he was just on his lunch break from work. He worked around the corner, and he was just parked in the park parking lot. He was just trying to get a moment of peace. Yes. Eat his little sandwich. Mm-hmm. Chilling with the birds. Watch the chicks jog by. Whatever. And he got tased. <laughs> right? He was watching them boobies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, innocent fun. Okay. It took more than two months for anything to be done about the father and son, along with the neighbor who filmed the death. Yeah. So the the guy that was following them, William Bryan, was videoing everything on his phone. Oh, bonus. Yes. Let's don't call the police to come aid in the situation. Let's video. (sighs) Fucking white people. Were they (laughs) white people? Were they flying the rebel flags (laughs) on the back at the same time? Because um Probably. Let's go look at a picture and you be the judge. Okay. Okay. So here's the men. It says men. <laughs> because men. <laughs> because Oh, men. they were flying them. Yes. Oh, they, yeah. So dude on the left <laughs> is the son, Travis McMichael. Dude in the center is dear old dad, Gregory McMichael. <laughs> and the guy with the snazzy hairdo <laughs> on the right is William Bryan, videographer. <laughs> what? I know. The haircut. Dude. Bruh. <laughs> Dude. Oh. Oh, okay. So, get this shit. Okay. Gregory McMichael, dad, <laughs> is a former Glen County police officer and a former investigator with the local district You've attorney's office. you fucking kidding me. So, of course, there was all kinds of controversy about favoritism with the investigation and the DA's office, and it was just, it was a whole thing. <laughs> Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. That's great. On May 7th, 2020, the McMichaels were arrested, followed by an investigation filled with controversy and public scrutiny. Yeah. They each face nine charges, including murder and aggravated assault. They have pleaded not guilty, <laughs> of course. It's on camera. <laughs> okay. You want candy camera, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. (laughs) 
Several celebrities like LeBron James and Taylor Swift weighed in on the matter. It was all over the interweb. Okay. All over social media. The high-profile trial proceeded in late 2021. Mm. So, like, yesterday. Holy shit. Yeah. The defense in the case leans on the claim that the shooting was nothing more than self-defense. The McMichaels and Brian claimed they had probable cause to chase and detain Arbery, performing what's sometimes called a citizen's arrest. (laughs) (laughs) I was being Barney Five. (laughs) Did you see the look on my face? I was like, what is this bitch doing? And then it clicked. (laughs) I was being Barney Five. My oldest showing. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) You're not old. You're cultured, (laughs) ma'am. The Andy Griffith show. It's classic. It's fine. I'm crying tears. (laughs) Let's like. I'm sorry. You're 21. Whatever the fuck you are. (laughs) I'm sober and extremely aware of how ridiculous I'm being right now. Don't think about it. Just do it. Just go. Don't. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Just let it out. <laughs> and I've decided after 21 again weekend that I'm I'm not in my 20s anymore. Oh. Well, I'm still in my 20s. I'm in my late 20s now. We're, I'm, we're like 28, 28. now. <laughs> 22, 28. <laughs> oh, the sweetest thing. 22, 28. 22, 28. <laughs> Y'all saw Marcus to go watch that movie. <laughs> oh, during the movie montage in the dressing room. <laughs> There's always time for a montage. Yes. <laughs> always. Oh, my fuck. <laughs> it's too early for this. But it's still funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they were performing what's sometimes called a citizen's arrest, which was legal in the state of Georgia at that time. The state law, which dates back to American Civil War era, was repealed in the wake of this incident. Yeah, I think it's time. Mm -hmm. Cell phone video that emerged around the time of the killing, (coughs) William Bryan, however, shows Arbery jogging down the road while a white pickup truck blocks his way forward. Video evidence also emerged of Arbery supposedly entering and leaving a construction site shortly before the incident, although nothing was reportedly stolen. Can I just say... How I love how the video backfired so badly for them. Yes. Okay. So once stopped, Arbery then tried to run around the vehicle when multiple shots were fired. Arbery was killed, shot a total of three times, twice in the chest. Mm. There are even reports that Travis McMichael used a racial slur following the killing and federal hate crimes have been brought forward in the case. Of Mm. course. Okay. The men deny any racism. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah. The younger McMichael testified during the trial that he tried to talk to Arbery while they were still in their truck and that Arbery never threatened the trio, brandished a weapon, reached into his pockets, or yelled after being confronted. Then why the fuck did you shoot him? Why'd you shoot him? Right. I can't. Okay. After getting out of his truck, Travis fired his shotgun at Arbery during a struggle. He claimed self-defense, saying that Arbery grabbed at his gun. Three shots were fired. It was obvious that he was attacking me, that if he had gotten the shotgun from me, it was a life or death situation, Travis McMichael told the court. He wasn't trying to... Oh, my God. I know. If somebody's pointing a barrel in your face, aren't you going to try to, like, 
just tap it away from you, maybe. Yeah. Like, please don't point that shit at me. Push it out of my face or I'd duck. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but the stupidity in this. Or at least reaching out, going, uh, bruh, calm down. Yeah. Let's all just chillax for a minute. (laughs) Jesus. Lawyers for Arbery's family have called his death a modern day lynching. Prosecutors argued racism was a key factor in the case. In her opening statement, lead prosecutor Linda Denikoski told the jury, all three of these defendants did everything they did based on assumptions, not on facts, not on evidence. On November 8th, the jury saw footage from police body cameras from the moments just after Arbery was killed. Nice. Prosecutors used the video in court to show the defense's argument that the men were simply trying to hold Arbery was false. So, um, Mm. real quick... They have the video from the dude following them. Yeah. They have surveillance video from the construction site. They also have some video from another neighbor. Yep. Because she had seen him run into and out of the construction site also and called the police because she thought someone was trespassing. That's what you do when you think somebody's trespassing. Yeah. You call the police. But she saw what was, you know, that things were happening and so she started videoing. So there's video from this neighbor also. And then there's the police body cam footage from immediately after because the police were already en route before he was shot mm-hmm. because of that neighbor calling. So they were there like right after it happened. Damn. So there's video. There is everywhere. so much evidence. Yes. <sighs> so on this police body cam footage, you hear you had no choice. That's what Gregory McMichael was heard telling his son, Travis, as the first officer approaches. Ah, Oh, okay. Uh Yeah, I love how they start acting. Mm -hmm. Arbery is shown on the ground just a few steps away. Prosecutors rested their case on November 16th after showing jurors graphic photos of Arbery's shotgun wounds. Oh, God. Yeah. In her closing argument on November 22nd, Ms. Dunikoski said that the men assumed Arbery had committed a crime and had tried to unlawfully detain him without legal authority. You can't create the situation and then go, I was defending myself, Miss Dunikoski said, adding that all three defendants had made their decisions because Arbery was a black man running down the street. Yep. Mm-hmm. A postmortem exam shows uh, Arbery had two gunshot wounds in his chest and a bullet graze on the inside of one of his wrists. A 36-second clip filmed from a vehicle, that was William Bryan, following Mm. Arbery surfaced publicly on May 5th, 2020. Oh, my God. It shows Arbery trying to pass a truck ahead of him on the road and then struggling with a man carrying a shotgun. I have a still picture from that video of just them struggling. I didn't want anything graphic, so I just pulled this one one picture. But it just shows them, if you want to look at the notes. Okay. To me... Oh, it's broad daylight. Oh, yeah. And what, how this looks to me is that he's trying to push and run. Yeah. Because his, like you see his leg bent, his arms are outstretched. To me, it looks like he's pushing and running. It looks like he's yeah, trying to it look Yeah, it doesn't look like he's trying to grab it. It looks uh-uh. like he's pushing it. But there's Holy lots. Shit. The video is out there. Oh, it's still out there? It's out there. I didn't watch it because I don't want to. No. Um, I think I'm going to pass. But a quick Google search of his name. You can find so much stuff. I, I don't. It's, it's out there if y'all want it. Yeah. Search okay. at your own risk. Um, there is a muffled shouting and three gunshots are heard. Arbery tries to run but staggers and falls to the pavement after a few steps. 
A second man with a pistol who was standing in the bed of the pickup truck is seen standing next to the other armed man with the jogger out of view. So that was dad. Dad was in the bed of the pickup truck with his pistol. Oh, great. While all this was happening. Cheering him on. Oh, yeah. Um, The clip sparked nationwide outcry followed by criminal charges. It was leaked by Gregory McMichael himself because he... (laughs) Because he thought it would make him and his son look better, according to <laughs> WSB TV in Atlanta. Are you stupid or something? What a fucking moron. How? How? How is that going to make you look better? It's not. They've got a warped sense of reality here. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Five days later, footage from a surveillance camera emerged showing a black man in a white t-shirt believed to be Arbery at a home construction site shortly before the shooting. He is seen walking onto the site and looking around for a minute before jogging down the street. During the trial, the site's owner, Larry English Jr., testified that the man in question had not disturbed or damaged his property during the visit. He added, others had also been seen trespassing on his property, but he had never authorized the McMichaels to enter his property or to confront anyone. Mm-hmm. Jurors were also shown body cam footage of the armed McMichaels searching for a suspected burglar at Mr. English's property 12 days before the jogger was killed. Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So they had, 12 days before, they had been looking around the property, searching for the thief anyway. But even the guy who got burglarized was like, was like, no, this this dude is fine. Yeah, there's, um, there's lots of accounts. I read several things where he testified in court and just said in interviews that, he had seen Ahmad Arbery himself several times on the videos, but all he does is like either just walk through, like just passes through. Yeah. Um, a couple times he had walked in and looked around, but he had never touched anything. He never took anything, never vandalized anything. He was just like walking through. And the guy said like he has so many people on camera. Like people were doing that all the time because it was like an open air construction site. How do you keep people out of that? You know? True. Yeah. So... I'd walk through it, too, but I wouldn't damage anything. So, I mean, yeah. I, I get that. I'd be nosy. I'd be like, okay, what's this house going to look like? I, mean, I used know? to walk through them all the time when I was a kid. They were building a house in the neighborhood. You bet your house we were mm-hmm. in there exploring. There's dirt everywhere. Right? Let's go see. <laughs> Police records show only one report of theft in the neighborhood between January 1st and February 23rd of 2020. So, that was one. their big thing is that there were just burglaries everywhere. There was only one reported. One. They need to call Karen. Calm down, Karen. Calm down. (laughs) But listen to this. That incident involved Travis McMichael's pistol going missing from the family's unlocked pickup truck on January 1st. So it was something that happened to them directly. And that was it. That was the only, that was the only thing reported. It's all coming together now. Yeah. Bastards. My God. Okay. It's insane. Two years after Ahmad Arbery's killing in Georgia, justice has been delivered after the three men convicted in his murder were found guilty in federal court. Yeah. In their federal hate crimes trial, the three were convicted on a hate crime charge of interference of rights in addition to attempted kidnapping because they were trying to detain him. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's not how you do a citizen's arrest. Uh-uh. I, I'm going to say that's a no. Yeah. Yeah. The McMichaels also were convicted of gun charges, of course. <laughs> Good. The men were convicted in November 2021 in state court on murder charges with the McMichaels getting life in prison without parole. Boom. Brian was given a life sentence with the possibility of parole. 
For the federal convictions, the three men now also could get up to life in prison and steep fines. So that would be, if they are sentenced life in prison, it would be on top of their current life in prison. And and money. And money. And money. That they'll never... Uh -uh. In addition to the federal and state sentences faced by the McMichaels and Bryan, attorney Ben Crump, on behalf of the Arbery family, said that they plan to bring a civil suit once the criminal proceedings are over. Fuck yeah, just keep hitting them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The end. The end, ma'am. Ooh. You awake now? It's back. Are you awake? I'm awake now. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. Nothing like a good cup of anger in the morning. <laughs> to get you going, <laughs> get those juices flowing. <laughs> God. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that was my case. It's infuriating, and I don't like it anymore. Yeah, I kind of had the same experience with mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way too early in the morning for yours. God, it's too early. Yeah, last time you weren't aware, I just hit you blindsided, but um, now, now I know you what know. I'm walking into. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to be traumatized. Yeah, okay, yeah. So with mine, I kind of had the um, unfortunate experience of discovering this one. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is good, this is good. Oh, God. Well, I'm already too far into it, so <laughs> here it is. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give a trigger warning as well to um, a little bit of it is kind of graphic. And then there's also some child abuse. Some. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's it's pretty bad. There's some mutilation. So, yeah. I'm just going to. Hold on to your butts, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Buckle the fuck up. Uh, My case is on Joseph and Michael Callinger. Um, Joseph was born Joseph Lee Brenner III, December 11th, 1935. His nickname was The Shoemaker. Yeah. He was an American serial killer who murdered three people and tortured four families. He committed the later crimes with his 12-year-old son, Michael. Okay. 12 years old. It's not okay. All right. We're we're going to fast forward into the future. And jump straight into when he started all his shit. No, no, it's too early for that. I, 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 I couldn't. So, anyways, now we're in 1974. <laughs> Please don't put that in there. Put it in. Uh, <laughs> Just put it in. That's what she said. <laughs> You know, it's like really us. <laughs> We're this weird always. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> okay. Continue. <gasps> All right. By mid 1974, Joseph was reported to be hallucinating constantly. He was holding discussions with a disembodied head named Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. <laughs> Where this head came from, I do not know. Oh, my 
my god. I'm sure I could have dove into Reddit and found something. <laughs> We're just gonna let it be. But um <laughs> yeah. There there's a whole bunch of cuckoo banana shit. So I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't have time. Um, and he was receiving divine orders from God. Okay. The orders included demands to murder young boys and sever their genitals. Because that's what God demands. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. He shared his miraculous mission with his 12-year-old son, Michael. He requested Michael's help with his divine orders, and Michael responded with enthusiasm. Glad to do it, Dad. Oh, my fuck. Eleven days later, they murdered their first victim, Jose Colazo, a Puerto Rican youth from Philadelphia. They tortured him, then cut off his penis. Nope, that's not okay. Um, I have photos of the calendars. While we're going to the photos, yeah, I know this is not based on this story, but another homework is for y'all to watch the movie Frailty. Matthew McConaughey's in it. Oh. And it's about a dad who tries to get his two young sons to help him carry out orders from the archangel Michael. To How have I not seen this? Get rid of demons. I remember the name. You've got How to watch it. How have I not seen You've got this? It is so fucked up. You got to watch it. Okay, homework for my yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yes, there you go. Good Sunday watching. <laughs> Well, (laughs) let's go look at the photos of these wonderful people. All right. um, Go to the middle picture because I didn't title them this week because I only have three. Okay. Um, There is Joseph and Michael when he's younger. It ain't cute. It ain't cute. It ain't cute. It's not a good photo. Uh -uh. And the dad looks like that all the time. That's just his face. High as a kite. He looks high as a kite. It's just his face. just his face. (laughs) I'm not angry. It's just my face. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Stop asking me what's wrong. Okay. (laughs) No, I've learned there's also a vibe you put out when something's actually wrong. So (laughs) just ignore it. She just <laughs> looks like a bitch all the time. <laughs> but I love you anyways. <laughs> Y'all. I was at the gym one day by myself. And I was just like, I was getting it on the gym. Yes, treadmill. ma'am. Proud of you for going by yourself. I glanced up and looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I looked angry as fuck. Angry as fuck. I don't want to see the faces I make at the gym. <laughs> it ain't cute. My face was not cute. I looked angry and it was like, okay, now I get it. Now I know why people are always asking me what's wrong. <laughs> I see it now. I get like a stank face. <laughs> it's what I've been told kind of. And I've seen it. I've seen it once or twice. I'm like, oh God, no, that's not cute. Like, somebody takes a random photo, and I'm just off in the background, and that look is on my face. I'm going, okay. All right. Delete that one. Burn it. Burn it. God. Uh. Okay. So, yeah, that that's just his face. <laughs> okay. Joseph took out a $45,000 insurance policy on his son, Joe Jr., and another one of his younger sons in July of 74. Okay. Yeah. Um, Joseph and Michael's second victim was his own son, Joe Jr. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Get this shit. Okay. Joseph's first attempt to kill his own son oh my God. Um, was to try to get him to back off of a cliff while trying to take his photo. That's so fucked up. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's go oh, back. Look just at the a scenery, little more. son. Just a little more. For, just a little bit more. No, a little. Get too close little, to the camera. Little, okay, up. lean that way. <laughs> Stand on one foot. <laughs> <laughs> Hop like a bunny. <laughs> Fuck. That's okay. ridiculous. That sounds like something off a cartoon, though. It for does. Real. Oh. I'm so sorry. His second attempt, he took Michael and Joe with him while he was going to commit arson. <laughs> he- Family outing. <laughs> <laughs> I got the snacks. Oh my god. He he liked fire. Oh my gosh. He, yeah. He was a little bit of a fire bug. Um, he attempted to trap Joe in a burning trailer. That didn't work. Mm. Three days later, they were, however, successful. They drowned him at a demolition site. Aww. His body was recovered by authorities on August 9th, 1974. Joseph was questioned as a murder suspect, but there wasn't enough evidence to charge him. The cause <sighs> of death couldn't be determined, so the insurance company refused to honor the policy. Good job. There's a little bit of good karma. Mm-hmm. But they continued their crime spree in November of that same year. They broke into a home in Lindenwood, New Jersey, but no one was home. They broke into a second home where Joseph sexually abused a woman. Oy. In December, they kidnapped four women during their bridge game in Susquehanna Township, Pennsylvania, and stole $20,000 worth of valuables in cash. There's another reason to not play bridge. Yep. (laughs) Stay far away. Just don't play bridge. Nothing good ever happens there. It's all trouble. Mm -mm. The father and son team also held Pamela J. captive in her home in Homestead, Maryland. She was forced to perform sexual acts on Joseph at gunpoint. I hate it. Tuck that little nugget away. Okay. Yeah. On January 8th, 1975, Dee Dee Romaine was at her mother's house caring for her ailing grandmother with her young son, Robert, while the rest of the family was out for the day. There's like eight people that live in this house, okay? It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I'm not ready to hear this again, but go ahead. But here we go. Yeah. Around noon, uh, she noticed a man and a boy approaching the house. Joseph identified himself as John Hancock. Mm Mm-hmm. Little sus with that yeah, name right already. Away. Yeah. Pretending to be a salesman. When he asked Dee Dee if anyone else was in the house, she had an uneasy feeling like instantly and told him to go away. Joseph then produced a chrome revolver, forcing himself into the house. The noise from the struggle caused her son to enter the room. Seeing his mother struggling with a strange man, he started screaming. Joseph pointed the gun at the kid's head and said, This is a robbery. Do as I say, and no one will get hurt. He placed the gun in his pocket and removed a large knife. Joseph again asked Dee Dee if anyone else was in the house. She told him her invalid grandmother. Um, He sent Michael to confirm that she was actually an invalid. Michael confirmed that she was. So he was like his little minion. Yeah. During all this. His little helper. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so Joseph pushed Dee Dee into a vacant bedroom where he asked her for scissors. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She stated she didn't know where they were, which I never know where my scissors are either. No, honestly. do people have a place they keep their scissors? I do have a place, but as you see, they are not there. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, no. I never know where my scissors are. So it tracks, mm-hmm. but he uh, gagged her and covered her eyes and mouth with tape, then ordered her to remove her clothes. When she refused, he removed her clothing anyway and her jewelry. He asked her if anyone was coming home. She nodded her head. He asked her what time. She indicated five with her fingers. He bound her elbows and ankles with electrical cord. He then asked Michael to check and make sure the front door was locked. He then stripped her son, Robert, Mm -hmm. naked and laid him on the bed next to his mother. He rolled her on her back before forcing her legs apart and... um, Discovered that she was on her period. Mm-mm. It grossed him out, so he removed her tampon and threw it on the floor. Shortly after, Dee Dee's sister Randy returned home. She was surprised to find the door locked and rang the doorbell. Randy was trying to unlock the door when Joseph opened it and dragged her inside. He put a gun to her head and told her it was a robbery. And he demanded money. She gave him five bucks. I mean, that's usually all that's I have on me as More well. than you'd get from me. <laughs> <laughs> He pushed her into the room um, that Dee Dee and Robert were in. Randy started to panic and thought that they were dead, but he let her check on them to see that they were alive and okay. I mean, not okay, but... Yeah, still breathing. So he asked her for money again, and she told him there was a box in the dresser. He ordered Michael to check it and made Randy strip as well. She complied while he took out his knife and wanted to know if anyone else was coming home. She replied, yeah, lots of people. So he bound her like he did Dee Dee, rolled her over, and discovered she was menstruating as well. Okay. In frustration, he cried out, what is this? What's this? Son, what's this? What's this? Ah, God. It's not okay. Not okay. Um, so anyways, then uh, roommates started to come home. The rest of the family. How big is this house? I don't know, but... um. They're packed in there pretty good, like Tetris pieces, apparently. I I don't... Crazy. It's a lot. Yeah. So a while later, um, Edwina. Edwina. I I don't know who she is. You poor sweet baby angel. (laughs) (laughs) Returned home and found found her front door locked. She was accompanied by Retta and Retta's boyfriend, (laughs) Frank. Oh my goodness. These poor people. She reached forward uh, to ring her doorbell when Joseph opened it with the gun once again. He instructed them to do as he said and no one would be hurt. He ordered them into the living room. Edwina and Retta on one side and Frank on the other. He removed the jewelry from the women and bound their feet with a Venetian blind cord while Michael held a gun to Frank's head. Um, He also bound Frank's hands with his own belt. He then ordered Michael to use a vacuum cord to bind the women's hands. He had no problem with Retta's hands, but um, with Edwina, he had trouble. Callinger said, you know, like, don't worry about her. She was too old and wouldn't be a problem. The fuck? The fuck? I'm going to kick you in your face right, right now. Tell me I'm old again. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. No, sir. Anyways. Um, they both left the room to go to search for valuables. The phone rang, but it was ignored. A short while later, there was a knock at the door. Again, Joseph went to answer it. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Why are you still answering the door, bro? This time, it was their 21-year-old neighbor, Maria Fashing. He took her into the living room and forced her to lay down. Joseph may have seen Frank, the only adult male hostage, as a threat to his plans. I don't know. Um, He got a handkerchief and gagged Frank before binding tape around his face and hog-tying him. Mm -hmm. Frank was barely able to move when Joseph ordered him to the basement where his pants and underwear were pulled down. 
uh, he took his knife and held it to the base of his penis, telling him, if you move, this goes. Yikes. A short while later, Frank heard Maria protesting as she was led down to the basement. Frank couldn't see what was happening, but could hear what he assumed was Maria being raped. Mm. During his assault on Maria, he wanted her to bite off Frank's penis. She refused, and that drove him to slit her throat from ear to ear. She was the only one who was actually killed. Poor baby. Michael was upstairs watching the women during the attack. Edwina feared her daughters would be next. She jumped to her feet and hobbled out of the front door. Michael screamed, somebody's loose. So Joseph and Michael split. Okay. When Sergeant Robert McDougall and his partner, Sergeant Henry Alston, arrived at the 124 Greenwood uh, Avenue house, they prepared for horrors they would find inside. Yeah. But um, they got careless during their getaway. <sighs> they threw out a bloody shirt and the gun. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not in here, but they did throw out the gun. Oh, my God. Officers were able to trace the shirt back to him. On January 17th, the Callengers were arrested during a joint raid by federal and state authorities. Two months later, the courts decided that Michael was delinquent but salvageable. Okay. All right. (laughs) The murder charges were dismissed and returned for him pleading guilty to two counts of robbery. No, thank you, please. He was placed on probation until his 25th birthday. So he's just running around living in the world. Don't do that again. Smack, smack. At Joseph's first trial in Pennsylvania, um, it ended with a hung jury in June of 1975. Three months later, at his retrial, he was convicted on nine felony counts and sentenced to 30 to 80 years in prison. I prefer 80. Uh Uh-huh. The judge was quoted as saying that Joseph was an evil man, utterly vile and depraved. So why not just give him at least 80 years? Yeah. What the fuck? But let's just go ahead and throw all of it. He slid a woman's throat from ear to ear. That alone is enough. Oh my God. Jeez. He was convicted in October 1976 in New Jersey for the murder of Maria. He received a mandatory life in prison sentence. Yes. To run consecutively with his time in Pennsylvania. So there's that. Okay. We know what he did. About to tell you possibly why he might be the way he is. It's bad. You know. It's all bad. I know not all kids that are abused as children, they don't all turn out to be disgraces to society. (laughs) This Um, one did. But this one did. So, it's unfortunate. It is what it is. I don't don't want to do it. You wrote it. I don't want to do it. Okay. All right. Unfortunately, his torment began almost the day that he was born. When he was two, he was placed in foster care after his mother was abandoned by his father. I guess she said, well, I can't do it alone. So, But while he was in foster care, she did visit him once a week. You know, there's that. But that didn't last. Um, In foster care, obviously, he developed separation anxiety. Yeah. Poor baby. When he was almost four, he was adopted by Stephen and Anna Callinger. He's legit had the worst upbringing I've ever heard. There's only been one other, and we're not going to discuss her. We are not going there. Not today. The punishments Joseph went through were pretty bad. They included kneeling on jagged rocks, being locked inside closets, being forced to consume excrement, committing self-injury, being burned with irons, being whipped with belts, and being starved. 
when um, he... Hmm, hmm. Oh, I'm not done. There's more. I know, but I'm just sitting here like this didn't like sink in the first time we did that. What? Ashton was two when we adopted him from foster care. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. I, w- I was worried that this one was going to mess with you a like, little bit. It's bringing tears to my eyeballs. Yeah. That because it's you, sad you... that that's the outcome of some kids. Like, mm-hmm. And you've also fostered some kids that came from, not stuff this bad, but just, you know, yeah, circumstances that were beyond control. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You okay over there? I'm good. <laughs> okay. Continue. When he was about seven, uh, almost eight, Joseph had surgery to repair a hernia that was a result of the abuse by his adoptive father. Look at this. After being released from St. Mary's Hospital, his quote-unquote parents told him the doctors gave him surgery to keep his bird oh my God. small and make it not work. Early 1944, he was hit on the head four times with a hammer by his mother because he wanted to go on a field trip to the zoo. Oh, my fuck. He ran into the house beating his head against walls and tables as his mother chased him with a broom. During the summer of that same year, he was sexually abused at knife point by a gang of older boys that forced him to perform oral sex on one of them. Mm. So that was that little nugget of possibly why he was repeating that act. Yeah. Um, a few years later, at the age of 13, he would cut holes into the wall for masturbation purposes. Oh he used photos of both men and women. He also needed a knife nearby to achieve orgasm. That's not okay. That's not, that's not right. Soon, he cut and stabbed the photos to become <sighs> aroused. <sighs> As a child, he often rebelled against his teachers and his adoptive parents. Gee, I wonder why. Right. He dreamed of becoming a playwright, actually, and he played the part of Ebenezer Scrooge in the local YMCA's performance of A Christmas Carol in the ninth grade. Okay. During that time, he began dating a girl named Hilda Bergman that he met in the theater that he was allowed to visit on Saturdays. But his parents did not approve, and they said no. And he said, no, I'm going to see her anyways. As most kids do. Yeah, we've all done it. That same year, Joseph claimed he was told by God, this is when it first started, um, that it was his mission to save mankind through his shoes. (laughs) Okay. This is where I did a little Reddit dive. I could not. I had to put this in here. Okay. (laughs) There's a good laugh. So he had to perform orthopedic experiments until he found the right shoe that would correct a person's brain, making them smarter and live longer. (laughs) He believed in the power of the wedge. Okay. Oh, my God. I mean, wedges do wonders for your calf muscles. They do. They look fantastic. (laughs) Uh, He had his own pair that he would walk around in at home. I can't. On a regular basis. That's why he was so smart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) His brain was in line with Mm -hmm. his body. He was centered. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He believed if your feet were in correct alignment that it would correct your mind. Here's a quote from him on experimenting with hamsters. (laughs) First trying to make shoes with special wedges for them, then trying to teach them about obedience. (laughs) I can say this without laughing. Hold on. <laughs> I spoke to them in English like I'm talking to you. 
I pulled up a chair right next to the cage and I sat down. I told the hamsters everything I was going to do. It was very important to the future of mankind, I said, that they obey me. I told them their feet were too small for me to make shoes and wedges, but I promised to make them little hats and suits, even though I'm not a tailor, if they listened to me and survived. <laughs> Flora, they understood every word I said. Okay. First, I found I couldn't make wedges for their feet. Then I couldn't get them interested in my experiment. They didn't even perk up their ears when I told them about the hats and little suits. But I knew they understood me all right. They played Foxy to throw me off my guard. Sir. 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 You're talking to hamsters. <laughs> I mean, if their ears didn't perk up on the hats and suits, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, you got I'm nothing. afraid they don't understand every word that you're saying. Good <laughs> I, sir. Don't, I don't think they do. <laughs> Oh my gosh, they were playing Foxy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those sly little hamsters. <laughs> they were not cooperating. <laughs> I just had a sad thought. What? What did he do with the hamster? I don't know. No. See, no, 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 we're not going to go there. That didn't occur to me the first time I read this. Mm -mm. No, we're no. not going there. Okay. Over the next 11 years, he would conduct over 40,000 experiments on people's feet due That's to too his vision. Much feet. That is too much feet. Get no, no, I don't do feet. Feet are nasty. I don't want to see your feet. I don't want to touch your feet. Don't touch my feet. No, no. I cute. mean, Okay, if I really, 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 really like you, if if you got on socks and you just took a shower, might rub your feet. There's no chance in hell I'm rubbing your feet. I might. <laughs> There's no chance in hell. Or if, I'll rub or your if back, you're a teeny I'll tiny baby your, like, and you smell like heaven, I will blow raspberries on the bottom of your feetsies. Oh, my mouth never touched Ashton's feet. Oh. Uh -uh, no kisses on his baby feet. feet are okay. Even when he was feet. a baby, baby, no. I, t I touched his feet. Now I don't want to touch his feet. I hate oh, clipping the no, kids' toenails. No. Oh, God, no. Nasty. No, you're nasty. <laughs> mm -mm. You're nasty. Toddler feet? No. Okay. Like, from the hit, from the time they hit toddler till I don't know when their feet stopped stinking so bad. Good God. All feet are nasty. <sighs> Everybody's feet are nasty. I'm not going to rub your feet. I'll scratch your back. I'll rub your back. I'll slide your shoulders for you. I'll scratch your head for you. I'm not touching your nasty feet. 40,000 okay experiments on 40, feet. feet. Mm -hmm. And that's just the number of experiments. How many feet was in each experiment? That's too you double much that. feet. You double that. You double that. That's yeah, but 80, what if he feet. wanted to do an experiment and there was like six people in one experiment? Oh, God. I didn't even think about that. That's too much feet. That's too much feet. Okay. I can't. I'm done with my foot ramp. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early, friends. <laughs> it's too early. I wonder if he had an OnlyFans for feet. Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> he was probably subscribed to some OnlyFans for some feet. God. Oh, my fuck. Okay. <sighs> His life may have turned out differently if he could have done that. If he was in life and times of websites of feet. Right. OnlyFans <sighs> saving people one toe at a time. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. 
That was enough about feet. Uh, he would move out of his parents' home. Congratulations! You did it! <laughs> and into his own, but he continued to work as a cobbler at his father's shop. This is the first time he ever really had friends. Okay. He he was kind of normal for a minute. He started drinking, playing pool and poker. At 17, he dropped out of school to marry Hilda, and they had two kiddos. Okay. She later left him for another man due to the domestic abuse she suffered during their marriage, however. Good job, Queen. Yep. Run. In 1958, he would remarry after being released from a mental hospital. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Can you imagine that first date? So? <laughs> What's your... What? How's your life been going? What do you do? <laughs> well, last Thursday. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, but they took she... off my white jacket <laughs> and let me walk out the front door. Can you believe it? And she said yes. Oh my goodness, the people, all the people in the world. <laughs> There's somebody for everybody. Okay, That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he would be extremely abusive. Shocker. <laughs> By 1972, he had six children living in his home. Two of them from his first marriage. Uh, where is the mother? Why Why would you let your kids come to stay? Anyways. Hilda. Hilda. Come Get your on. shit together. On January 23rd of that year, he branded his oldest daughter's thigh with a hot iron Mm-mm. for running away. Mm-mm. Pattern. He was arrested for child abuse a week later, but was found incompetent to stand trial. Okay. Hello. Here's your sign. <sighs> he was held for 60 days for a psychological examination and ultimately ruled fit to stand trial in June. Um, but he was diagnosed as being paranoid schizophrenic and no kidding all that kind of stuff he was convicted on child abuse charges which earned him four years probation with a provision of mandatory psychiatric treatment oh my fuck (laughs) and then amanda's got um a little note here let's see can you get it you oh no you got it yeah yep it let's see if y'all can get it because it was the only thing that my brain could spit out at the moment. G-D-M-F-C-S-P-A-S-O-B. There you go. If you guess it, you get a sticker. Oh, yeah. You send us a message and you know what that is. Mm-hmm. You get a sticker. You get a sticker. And they're super cute. <laughs> we'll give you a sticker. A gold star. No, it's a legit podcast sticker. <laughs> <laughs> We're handing out stickers for guessing profanities. <laughs> Wing. <laughs> Profession now. Stick with us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it all figured out. Um, he was prone to violent art. Violent herbers. <laughs> Scratch that. Herbers. Do it again. <laughs> you can't keep making it funny because he'll keep it in there if you make it funny. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay, number herbers for me. <laughs> Shut. Shut. Okay. Now it's too late. It's in there. Gone. All right. Violent outbursts. God. In 1977. Are you okay? 
<laughs> She's covered her face up in there. Because when you, you just randomly went, violent outburst. <laughs> I, I, I was like, she had an outburst. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing so hard, I can't even make a noise. <laughs> I just had an epiphany. I don't think it's the alcohol. I think we're really funny. <laughs> March of 77, he set himself on fire. This man is oh on my fire. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell y'all. I forgot to tell y'all. Okay. I skipped the whole shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, after he remarried and got released from the mental hospital, we got distracted about him getting married. So, later that year, he set his own home on fire for his own amusement. <laughs> he collected $1,600 from the insurance. In the next couple of years, he set his house on fire two more times. Something's a little sus. Two more times. <laughs> and uh, he was, in 1959, he was committed again to a state hospital for attempting suicide. Okay. So, yeah, I forgot those little tidbits. <laughs> there you go. He was a firebug. He was. Right. So there's that. There's that. A month later, he assaulted a fellow inmate, then set his block on fire. Oh, my gosh. In March of 78, he slashed a fellow inmate's throat with an unprovoked attack. His victim managed to survive. In an interview 10 years later, dude, there's an interview uh, with uh, Geraldo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Young Geraldo. Very young. I'll, I'll I'll try to post the video. It was on Reddit. Oh, nice. He has no emotion. He's and he is gonna do it again. He he says it. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, but yeah, he expressed that he had a continuing desire to slaughter every person on Earth. Afterwards, he wished to commit suicide and become a god. Who you gonna be god to when you I killed know, everybody? Everybody's gone. What 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 you gonna be god over, son? Ugh. Son. And then you're going to be stuck with all the people that you killed. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> okay. Get your shit together. <sighs> By this time, he was uh, tried and convicted of murdering Jose Colas. Col How did I say that? Yeah. Anyways. Oh, it, it tracks. And his son, Joe Jr., which added two more consecutive life sentences to his conviction. Okay. In 1990, he was briefly transferred to Pennsylvania's Fairview State Hospital for the criminally insane mm. after a spree of suicide attempts and religious hunger strikes. Okay. But then he was transferred back to the State Correctional Institute at Crescent, where on March 26, 1996, he suffered a seizure where he choked to death on his own vomit in the prison infirmary. And oh no, darn! I'm so sorry for him. Mm. Not, not. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, there's photos. Okay, okay. Um, go to the first one, and it shows them older. Well, that ain't cute. There's uh, Joseph and Michael in handcuffs. 
Joseph's in handcuffs. He looks too excited to be in handcuffs. He's very excited to be in handcuffs. And Michael, that poor baby. He look. I don't even know how to articulate. First of all, look how <laughs> giant his pupils are. <laughs> yeah, bruh. Uh, what are what you, are you on? on? <laughs> what are you on? And he he looks fucked up. Mm-hmm. He he. See, that was an unexpected photo. What they did is just zoom in on his face. So that's what somebody would get of me. Yeah. In a random ass photo is my stink face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably What's what that other was. Picture? Um, the other picture is uh, Joseph in his later years. Okay. That's what he looks like in the interview. Like, oh God, he's so creepy. Yeah. That's not Dead good. eyes. Dead. There is nothing there. Yeah. So there, there's that. Okay. <clears throat> well, this was fun. <laughs> like father, like son. <laughs> Who picked this topic? This you is terrible. Did. You did. You picked this one. Um, let's do the douche box, shall we? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Gotta get my shit together. Hold on. Bye. Well, at least you had the book out. I did have the book out. So, that's good. One step in the right direction. What day? August, August 3rd. 3rd. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Serial shooter Dale Hausner, Hausner, okay, sure, was apprehended on August third, two thousand six. According to reports, police first identified Dale Hausner, Hausner. I don't know how to say this. Hous, Hous, get, get it together, Hausner. It's fine. And Samuel Dietman as suspects on July thirty first, two thousand six, through tips received from community, mainly from Ron Horton, who died before he could testify at trial. On August 3rd, 2006, police arrested both suspects outside their apartment in Mesa, Arizona. What did they do? Oh, my God. They are not cute. They're serial shooters, but what did they do? Hold on. I got them pulled up. Okay. Let's go, let's go to criminalmindsfandom.com, shall we? Okay. I'm going to skip the Wikipedia. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> oh, oh, God. It's like the second article that popped up if you want to Google it, too. What is it, Criminal Minds? What? I just typed in... Uh, Dale Hausner, and it, like, it came up right away. I didn't even have to guess how to spell his name. Not much oh, information wow. That's a there. face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to Wikipedia. Just go to Wikipedia. <laughs> Just go to Wikipedia. Okay. They were serial killers and arsonists who committed several drive-by shootings and arson in Phoenix, Arizona. They targeted random pedestrians and animals. <gasps> no. <laughs> Mostly doing so while under the influence of uh, methamphetamines. Okay. And also set fire to multiple objects. Great. Random murders and sexual assaults. Okay. Well. Yep. That's that. There, yeah. There's no picture of Samuel Dietman? Yeah. Uh, In the other article, there is. Oh, okay. there, there's other photo. He is not. It's not anything to see. But yeah, there's photos of them. Like, all right, well, two douches for the box. Yep, we'll we'll post them. Whatever. Eh. We've got a two for one on that one. People suck. People suck bad. Oh, but we don't. We don't suck. If you don't think we suck, go rate and review us. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. And you know, do the social media thing. Mm-hmm. And spooky season is nearing. Yes. 
it's time. Start getting your shit together. Yep. Get and those wheels going. Spooky stories. We want any type of scary experiences or unexplainable. It doesn't necessarily have to be ghostly. Just something No, just something odd and curious. That happened to you or someone you know. If you don't have one, but your mama does, send right. us your mama's story. If you need to remain anonymous, we can do that too. Yeah, just say so. Yeah. And keep your calendar clear for spooky season because we're going to do some yes, fun shits. If you want to come hang out with the cool kids. Yeah. You know, we figured y'all might like to do that at some point in our little relationship. Um, Since we're podcast besties and all. Yep. So if you want to come hang out with your besties during spooky season, we might have some things going for you. Yeah. In the works. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't be here with us, we'll take some videos and shit. Oh, yeah. We'll make you feel like you're Always. here. Did y'all see the photos of us from our 21 Again weekend? Um, we looked pretty cute. Yeah. But we always provide y'all with entertainment, so. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I feel as if we've exhausted ourselves yeah. for today. Yeah. Okay. This has been fun. Again. Again. Second time. Second time. It was just as fun. Yeah. I think, I think we were covered. Yeah. Professionals. We got mm -hmm. this. We got this shit. Today. Right now. Yeah. I'm interested to hear the intro. Because <laughs> we were in a different frame of mind. So I want to see if there's a difference. It's going to be great. It's all going to be great. All right. Well, um, we're leaving now. We're, we're going to go. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Greg Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.